Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Philippa Tolley and welcome to the long read from Stuff. This week's story is from Stuff's national team and is called The Reality of New Zealand's Nicotine Addiction. It's written by national journalist Jonathan Killick, who joins me now. Kia ora, Jonathan. Kia ora. Before you started researching for this article, what was your perception of how bad it was when it came to nicotine addiction in New Zealand? Oh, it's just everywhere nowadays. You sit in an intersection in your car and you see streams of uh, vapour coming out of people's vehicles. It's in the bars and the nightclubs. doesn't matter how many security guards tell people off. They're always puffing underneath their shirt and stuff. So I had an idea that it was, it was bad. And in the story that you've written, you talk about your own addiction. That's quite a brave thing. And your attempts to quit. How was that experience for you? Where are you at now? Yeah, well, obviously my family read the story and I kind of outed myself. Uh, so no more puffing vape out the bathroom window at my parents' house. But yeah, it's really challenging. It's the physical addiction, which I'm past now. It's about two weeks of feeling like absolute crap. But then the mental addiction, you still occasionally reach into the pocket for the vape that's just not there and it's a nasty little surprise and you remember, oh, those days are over. But I'm glad that they are, and uh, you know I've been off it for about six weeks now, and hopefully never again. So this is something that affects a lot of people. Did you get any feedback after publishing this story? I got heaps of feedback. I, I think that the stats don't even show the true scale of the problem. I think um, there are so many people, with, so many parents with children now who are getting caught with vapes coming home, and it doesn't get reported. Um, I had a range of feedback. A woman contacted me and said, great story, now sends it to every MP in the country. And then another guy in my Instagram inbox saying, I work in a vape store and this is absolute rubbish. So it was right across the spectrum. Thanks for that, Jonathan. Now, here is Jonathan Cullock reading his story, The Reality of New Zealand's Nicotine Addiction. When six-year-old Harry, not his real name, started punching holes in the walls of his whanau's South Auckland home, his parents knew something was really wrong. The sudden irritability was getting him in trouble at his primary school, and he blamed his family for doing nothing to make the feeling go away. His mum and dad were calling anyone they knew, desperate for advice. No parent should have to explain to their addicted six-year-old why they can't buy them a vape. How did this happen to Harry? Neither of his parents smoke. The family of nine is just getting by, living in a two-bedroom apartment. Harry's older brothers picked up the habit from school and have been hiding their old vapes under the mattress, where Harry found them. It started with a few puffs and led to him needing to inhale nicotine every 10 to 15 minutes. This story is part of a societal battle that has seen schools set up cameras outside of toilets, lobby groups jostling for the official narrative, 
and the phenomenon of a vape shop on what seems to be every street corner. This reporter too has been seduced by the alluring cola banana berry pull of the vape, but unable to ignore the facts being blown in my face, I'm determined to quit. Staggering statistics released in December show a quarter of 18 to 24 year olds now have a daily habit. Among 15 to 17 year olds, it's 15%. Smoke-free practitioner Lewis Hilton works at Auckland Hospital, primarily with pregnant mothers who want to quit smoking, but says he's increasingly coming across nicotine-addicted children. He's not funded to help people who vape, but when Harry's parents approached him, not knowing where to turn, he knew he had to help. The last year it's gone from mainly cigarettes to every second person being a vapor, he says. Hilton understands that vaping has helped smokers transition away from cigarettes, but in his view, rush legislation left gaps and the void has been filled by businesses that stood to make a lot of money. There were 12 vape shops on the street of the last house that I visited, he says, and one had neon lights and arcade machines. Some parents he's worked with had been buying vapes for kids, unaware that they had nicotine in them. It's just like a lolly with all these flavours. They should be sold in a plain white room with a couple of choices of flavours, not marketed to young people, Hilton says. At 31, I'm among the growing number of New Zealanders who have been sucked into vaping. I'd had an occasional cigarette over the years, but it wasn't until I'd tried a friend's vape at a party that it turned into a full-blown addiction. Recently, I was shocked when a pair of young teenagers approached me in the street asking for a puff of my vape. I said no. It was a wake-up call and prompted me to try and quit. Quitting, though, is easier said than done. I wake up on day one and the cravings hit immediately. It's hard to think about anything else when your body is screaming at you for nicotine. Days three to five are the most difficult as the last traces of the substance leave my system. My jaw is locked in a clench and I have a brain fog that blocks my ability to write. My poor partner is dealing with me being an all-round grump. I end each day wrestling with the thought that the awful tense feeling could be gone with one quick puff. When Gisborne's Sharon Pihema found out her daughter was vaping at school, she was shocked to learn there wasn't support for quitting vaping. She contacted her GP in a quit line, but the best advice she got was that her daughter should try sucking on a pen, because it was similar in shape to a vape. We're talking about addiction here, and when young people go through withdrawal, they don't understand what's happening. It can be really scary for them, Pihema says. Now Pema is a Māori liaison officer, working in schools with a focus on preventing vaping among teens and children. They're having to vape at school, even waking up in the night to have a vape, she says. Pema works in Tairawhiti in Auckland, and says the problem has gripped schools of every decile. One school spent 750000 on vape detectors and cameras in the bathrooms. In some schools, only one student is allowed to sign out to use the bathroom at a time, while a teacher stands outside. Other schools have a three-strike system before they implement stand-downs. Then there are the schools that tell Pihema that if they stood down every student who vaped, they would have few left. She says they can't stop it now. It's out there. And they're just trying to manage it the best that they can. 
According to the most recently released National Health Survey by the Ministry of Health, there are 408,000 daily vapours in New Zealand. The most at risk are 18 to 24-year-olds, 25% of whom now have a daily habit. In 2022, the ministry reported that 37% of them had never touched a cigarette before picking up a vape. In the total population, 18% of those hooked on vaping hadn't tried smoking. The industry has grown to be worth an estimated $450 million in sales annually. After day 7, I start to turn a corner with my own quitting journey. I don't feel like crap, but I'm still thinking about vaping every half hour. Everything reminds me of it, from sitting in traffic to doing the dishes. Then, suddenly, I've made it to two weeks, and my head feels clearer. I'm able to take a long-haul flight without stressing about withdrawals. I've proven to myself it's possible, but regrettably, while on holiday, I fall off the wagon. Professor Hayden McRobbie is an addiction researcher specialising in tobacco. He reassures me that quitting can take multiple attempts, and the important thing is not to give up. The longer you go without a cigarette or vape, the easier it becomes. After five years, less than 2% of people report consistent craving. He says the best way to quit is to go in with the mindset of deciding not to have a single puff. If you're still feeding the brain with the odd bit, then the addiction continues. McRobbie was the chair of the Technical Expert Advisory Group that assisted the government on regulation of vaping back when it was adopted as a strategy to stop smoking in 2018. He views vaping as a legitimate tool to stop smoking, but urges smokers to have a plan for how they're going to quit vaping. He also acknowledges that the widespread introduction of vapes has impacted youth. I am concerned about young people, because once you're dependent, you've lost control of that behaviour, McRobbie says. Adolescents in general are not always good at planning, they're also very influenced by their peers. He suggests that students may pick up vapes because they perceive it as a stress reliever, but says that's a fallacy. Actually, when people quit, they report being less stressed because they're not worried about their next puff or withdrawals. McRobbie says that since being introduced, vaping products have become more efficient at delivering a faster and stronger hit, which could fuel addiction. How quickly nicotine reaches the brain is important, he says. With a faster delivery, it's a deeper reward. Nobody gets addicted to patches, for example, because they're a slow release. Letitia Harding of the Asthma and Respiratory Foundation has spent much of the last five years warning of the addictive nature of vapes and feels like she's been watching a train wreck in slow motion. She says the Ministry of Health had tunnel vision, being so focused on vaping as a tool to stop smoking that it didn't consider the new market it was creating. I think the Ministry went along for the ride. They set up the vaping advisory group and a third were made up of industry. We said, let's have one of our scientific advisors on there, but they didn't want a bar, Harding says. The group included Nell Rice of Cosmic, QJ Satchel of NZ Vapor, and an Australian porter, Andrew Dent. Regulation prohibiting advertising of vaping and selling to under-18s only came in in 2020, following lobbying by Harding and her team. We were told to pull our heads in very early on because we were outspoken. We had board members approached by the ministry saying it's an area we shouldn't be in, she says. 
Meanwhile, the ministry-funded lobby group ASH, Action for Smoke-Free 2025, was giving television interviews in 2019 saying youth vaping was not an issue society needed to be desperately worried about. Vaping is cool among kids. Next year it'll be something else. Let's not overreact to the concern among children. Let's make sure that these effective, safe and much less harmful products are widely available, its chair Robert Beaglehole said at the time. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Since then, as the problem has become clearer, calls have grown to tackle vaping as well as cigarettes. As a start, Harding wants vapes out of petrol stations and dairies, and to halt the number of specialist vape retailers at today's figure of approximately 1,300. It's been the same playbook all over again. Smokers were dying, so the tobacco industry had to addict a new generation, Harding says. Just who is behind vapes in New Zealand? Within specialty vape stores, there's a nebulous number of varieties and flavours that would be impossible to catalogue here. But the ubiquitous brands available in most gas stations and dairies are Alt, Solo and Views. Views is owned by British American Tobacco, while Alt and Solo were founded by two Kiwis, Ben Pryor and Jonathan Devery. The pair owns several other brands, including the Vapo chain. From the start, Pryor and Devery have argued that the way to get smokers to switch to vaping was to ensure widespread availability. Their alt brand has featured prominently in their public commentary, presented as an alternative. Meanwhile, their solo brand has used fashionable young models and taglines like Easy Vaping Anywhere. Pryor is a lawyer turned entrepreneur who, after previously launching a keto diet foods brand, appears to have been successful in the vaping industry. Devery was a quantity surveyor and is now the chair of the Vape Industry of New Zealand, Vians. Devery tells Stuff on behalf of Alton Vians that youth vaping is the industry's largest existential threat. The way he sees it, it's the retailers that are selling vapes to young people that are the problem, and he's calling for a crackdown. If young people continue to use these products, further restrictions will regulate vaping to the point that it's no longer a successful smoking cessation aid, and big tobacco will win, he says. Devery also blames the media's emotive, attention-grabbing coverage of the issue. With so much publicity, it's understandable that vaping would be a trending activity for young people, especially the rebellious, he says. Asked why the pair had also launched the Solo brand and made use of lifestyle marketing elements, Devery said they had a variety of brands to serve a diverse market. We absolutely refute any suggestion this product is targeted at youth, he says. Smokers come from all walks of life, so to help smokers quit, we must offer products that suit them. We do not keep any brands at arm's length, 
we just have the two separate entities. Devery rejected the notion that vaping has created a new generation of addicted Kiwis. That assumes that people who have started vaping would never have started smoking. It's not possible to conclusively predict who would have started smoking in their lifetime. If vaping had not been available, youth smoking rates may well have continued to climb, Devery says. A spokesperson for the Ministry of Health said it was watching the trend of vaping among 15 to 24-year-olds closely and encouraged addicted Kiwis to consult their GP about quitting. New changes coming into effect will further tighten restrictions on vaping to help tackle the youth vaping issue. We do not want our young people vaping or smoking, they said. Vapes that make use of reusable pods will continue largely as they are. But from December 21, flavoured disposable vapes can no longer exceed 20 milligrams, down from a maximum of 50 milligrams. They will also need to have removable batteries and child safety locks. One new generation model brought into the newsroom by a colleague looks like a bright orange bottle with a screw top and nozzle. She had confiscated it from her 14-year-old son. That was the reality of New Zealand's nicotine addiction on the Long Read platform from Stuff, written and read by Jonathan Killick and produced by Jen Black. This episode was edited by Connor Scott, and if you listen via our website, you can hear this story and more like it on the Long Read podcast, available on all the usual platforms. If you want to read the rest of the parts in this three-part series, head to stuff.co.nz. This pod took time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support. Kia ora, I'm Adam Blair. I played the great game of rugby league for the Storm, Tigers, Broncos and the Mighty Warriors. And I'm Goran Paladin, sports presenter and rugby league fanatic. I won a World Cup too. I played 51 tests for New Zealand. Yeah, he's a national treasure, people. Come on. Blairy and I, we're joining forces for a brand new rugby league podcast called League of Our Own. Each week we talk Kiwis across the NRL and of course everything was. All the big names, the big stories. And some of my own stories too. Well, if we can make them fit. We'll make time. Okay. League of Our Own with Blairy and Goran. Debut ep dropping on Wednesday afternoon and every Wednesday after that. You can listen through stuff.co.nz or wherever you get your podcasts. Proudly brought to you by Snap Rentals. Mate, your, your stories are way too long, eh? Nah, we've got to take them on a journey. <laughs> on oh, a journey, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs>